The Tennessee Titans will need to look to free agency to fix their awful offensive line. We're going to talk about my favorite options on the free agent market at offensive tackle and on the interior on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, free agency is right around the corner and the Titans will have to go into the free agent market to help fix their terrible offensive line. I'm going to go over my favorite players on the free agent market at offensive tackle and on the interior of the offensive line. Tell you who I think the Titans should sign in free agency. We're going to look at three different tiers. We're going to look at the top of the market options. We're going to look at the mid-tier value options, and we're going to look at the bargain bin options as well. Before we get started, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms and always for free. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. Make sure you get subscribed and stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. We're going to dive right into the top options on the market. We got a lot of names to talk about. Number one at offensive tackle is Orlando Brown. We've talked about Brown quite a bit over the last few weeks. He did not get the franchise tag from the Kansas City Chiefs, so he is going to hit the open market. Orlando Brown is looking at getting anywhere between 20 to $25 million a season. That is some real cheddar at offensive line. And hey, top-tier left tackles, that's what you have to pay in the NFL for those type of guys. And look, Orlando Brown did give up the most pressures in the NFL last year, but he also had over 100 pass-blocking uh, snaps more then second place outside of his uh, teammate for the Kansas City Chiefs, Andrew Wiley, on the other side of the offensive line. The Chiefs just passed the ball nonstop, so that's going to inflate his numbers. He still had the 16th best pass blocking grade in the NFL last year out of any offensive lineman that played 455 snaps or more. So out of guys who actually played, he was still one of the best. He's only 26 years old. He's been incredibly durable. So it would make some sense for the Titans to look at Orlando Brown. But the price tag is very, very high. And now look, the Titans only have about $23, $24 million in salary cap space as we talk right now, but the reality is when you sign big contracts, you give out a bonus to the player that gives them money in year one, and you could usually keep their salary really low in year one, so that cap hit is is going to be a lot lower than maybe what the average would be over the life of the contract, so keep that in mind as we talk about some of these guys. The Titans aren't going to cost, or Orlando Brown isn't going to cost the Titans $25 million on the salary cap if they sign him, so it's not like it's going to take all of their cap space, but still, eventually, The the bill does come due. The Titans have a lot of salary cap space going into the future, so maybe they would consider Brown because of that. Another guy who would be a lot but would make some sense 
is Caleb McGarry, who was just the right tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. He played every single snap for Atlanta. Last year, he was the fourth best rated offensive tackle per pro football focus. Only 27 years old. Did give up six sacks, but only 10 pressures total. So he's a guy who is absolutely a mauler in the run game. Great run blocking guy. And with the zone scheme that Arthur Smith runs, that can make some sense for the Titans as well. So there's some familiarity there and what he'll be asked to do within the offense. At the end of the day, though, McGarry is going to be between 17 to $20 million. I think while he's a good player, I don't know if the Titans will want to pay that much for McGarry. I think it would be worth it, but I can see the Titans not wanting to pay that price tag. A guy who I think makes the most sense in this range at offensive tackle is Mike McGlinchey. We've talked about McGlinchey before, but obviously there's the San Francisco connection with Rand Carthon. He did give up six sacks, 27 pressures last year. He is not the quality of player that like an Orlando Brown is. That's that's obviously true, but McGlinchey's price tag could be a little bit lower than the two guys we just talked about. Could be looking at anywhere from 15 to $18 million. He was the 21st best run blocking offensive tackle in the league last year. 44th best pass blocking, so obviously you could see some improvement, but he's a guy who, like I said, is going to be a little bit cheaper than the top options. Only 28 years old, played 16 games, three out of five seasons in the NFL. I think he's a guy who fits perfectly with the Titans, and Orlando Brown is a left tackle, but he's going to be super, super expensive. Caleb McGarry is an expensive option as well, but he's going to be playing right tackle if you sign him. McGlinchey, while playing right tackle for San Francisco, did play left tackle in college at Notre Dame. So he's a guy who could give you some versatility there, even though at the end of the day, I would want McGlinchey to be playing right tackle for the Titans, but it would be an option to throw him over on the left side as well. So McGlinchey there, the value there, he's not the top two options, but that third option, I think that can make a lot of sense for the Titans in their current situation. Then on the interior, you have Isaac Samalo played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's looking to be the highest paid guard on the free agent market, about $12 million per season right now, Mark. But he's 30 years old. He's excellent in pass protection, still good in run blocking as well. He's one of the better guards in the NFL. But at 30 years old, I just don't think it fits the Tennessee Titans timeline. You get to that 30-year-old range, and now you're talking about a guy who needs to be on a team that's winning right now and they could have more issues with injury and things like that. So for me, I'm out on Samola, but I could see why he's going to get the most money on the free agent market for a team that really needs him. My favorite option here out of the top tier of interior offensive linemen is Ben Powers. Uh, ben Powers played for the Baltimore Ravens. He's only 26 years old, so he fits that timeline for the Titans. He's going to be getting less than Samalo at around 9 to $10 million estimate. He gave up zero sacks last year. He's a better pass protector than he is a run blocker, but he just came from the Baltimore Ravens offensive system that is heavy on the run game. So it's not like the guy doesn't know how to run block. He's going to be able to move people around. So you get that aspect of Ben Powers. You also get the pass protection aspect, which the Titans need to be a lot better at. You plug Ben Powers in as left guard for the Titans, I think it would be absolutely perfect. So out of the top tier of interior offensive linemen on the free agent market, Ben Powers is my favorite option. You also have an option like Dalton Risner, who played for the Denver Broncos. About eight to nine, eight to ten million dollars a year, most likely on average. And again, guys, the cap hit is going to be lower. So we talk about these kind of guys, Ben Powers. 
Dalton Risner, their cap hit for the season is only going to be around seven or eight million dollars, maybe even a little bit less than that based on how much bonus money they're going to get. So the Titans have 23 million right now. They do a couple restructures, move some things around. They could have near 30, 35 million. And you get a guy like this who's expected to be a starter at about seven mil on the cap hit. That's really good value. That's fantastic value. So I like Ben Powers, but Dalton Risner could also be a guy that people are interested in. He's 27 years old. He played 16 games last year, only allowed three sacks on the season. He's a guy who came along a little slowly out of college, but has played some good football recently. For me, though, again, out of Samola, Powers, Risner, I'm a big fan of Powers. I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Tennessee Titans. So Mike McGlinchey at offensive tackle, Ben Powers on the interior offensive line. Those are my two favorite options for the Titans in the top tier of the free agent market. We're going to continue looking at the options on the free agent market for offensive line. We're going to talk mid-tier value options at offensive tackle and on the interior before we do. I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds. With Built Bar, you get all of the health benefits that you want from a protein bar, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but you get all the taste benefits that you want from a candy bar as well. All the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every bar, and they have fantastic flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, uh, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. I mean, fantastic flavors that everybody raves about. Go to built.com right now or just go down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Pick up a 13-bar variety box of the Built Bars, and I bet there's something in there that everyone in your house will love. Check out the best-tasting protein bar of all time, Built Bars at built.com. Titans fans, let's continue today's breakdown of the free agent market for offensive line. We're talking about offensive tackles. We're talking about interior offensive line. How do you help the Titans fix the offensive line here? We already talked about my favorite options from the top tier of the market. I like Mike McGlinchey to play offensive tackle for the Titans. I like Ben Powers as an interior offensive lineman for the Titans. I think both those guys would make a ton of sense, but the Titans could really go for any option at offensive tackle between Orlando Brown, Caleb McGarry, Mike McGlinchey. I would not be upset about any of those names for the Titans. Isaac Samala from the Eagles. I think he's a little older. Dalton Risner could make some sense as well, but Powers and McGlinchey are my two favorites from that group. Now we're going to get into the value range, and we're going to cap off the show later with the bargain bin options for the Titans. And at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you one player from every tier that we discussed that I think the Titans really need to focus in on and would be my perfect fit for them going forward. But at this mid-tier option, we got to talk about Juwan Taylor first. Just played right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And look, Taylor, based on what he's going to get paid and the caliber of player he is, he could have been in the top tier. I, I could have added him up there. He's going to be getting about $16 million a year. He's still only 25 years old. Incredibly durable. He's literally played every single possible snap for the Jacksonville Jaguars that he possibly could. He is a really, really good pass blocker. Excellent pass blocker. Now, he's not as good of a run blocker, which means that for $16, $17, 18000000 million like he could command in free agency, the Titans may not be interested. But at the end of the day, getting Taylor, it's like with Danico Autry. You're not just signing a good player to your team, but 
you're taking away a good player from one of your division rivals. So that's huge. Imagine installing Jawan Taylor at right tackle. I think it'd be a mistake to try him at left tackle. He's he's played his entire career there over at right. Uh, just let him play right tackle. Uh, have him at right tackle. Move Nicholas Petit-Ferrer into right guard. Draft Paris Johnson Jr. or, or Peter Skaronsky in the draft to fortify the left side. I mean, I really think you're starting to get to one of the better offensive lines in the NFL if you have that as a base. But either way, again, Juwan Taylor, not the best run blocker at offensive tackle. That may uh, scare the Titans away a little bit, even though he is an excellent pass blocker. And Mike Rabel has said throughout the offseason, Titans need to get better at pass blocking. He's pointed it out directly. So Juwan Taylor could have gone in that first group of the top-tier offensive tackles. Uh, other guys who make some sense for the Titans in the mid-range, Isaiah Wynn. Just played for the New England Patriots. He's going to get anywhere from 10 to $15 million. It depends on how you view win because he has had some moments of really fantastic play. Like in 2020 for the Patriots, he was absolutely fantastic. But he's had a ton of injuries. It's led to consistency issues. And Titans fans saying, wait, ton of injuries? I'm out on that, which would be 100% understandable. But he's only 27 years old. Still has a lot of talent. And again, if you're getting Isaiah Wynn at $10 million a season compared to Orlando Brown at 25 or Kayla McGarry at 20 or even McGlinchey at 18, that's a decision the Titans are going to have to make. I personally would rather go with those names at the higher level of pay, but Isaiah Wynn still has a ton of talent. Then you have Donovan Smith, who just was released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Basically a similar situation to Taylor Lewan with the Titans, except for with Donovan Smith and the Buccaneers, so that's why he's on the market. The Titans can actually sign him at any time. They don't have to wait until free agency kicks off uh, next week. But Donovan Smith is going to be getting about 10 to $11 million, probably a short contract because he is 30 years old. For me, again, an older player in his 30s just doesn't line up with the timeline to me for the Titans. I don't think that's what they're looking for, so I would pass on Donovan Smith, but he is in that range. Along the interior offensive line, this is where there are some real names that get me excited. Along with Mike McGlinchey, this is my number one target for the Titans on the offensive line. And it's Ethan Posich from the Cleveland Browns. Played for the Seattle Seahawks before that. Looking at 7 to $8 million a year. I mean, that the Titans are going to be able to get him for a cap hit around 3 or $4 million in year one. So that would be fantastic. And look, Postage has had some injuries in his career, no doubt. But he played the entire season with the Browns last year, was able to stay healthy. He was the third best ranked center on pro football focus in the entire NFL with an overall grade of 79. He's still only 27 years old and coming from a team like Seattle, coming from a team like Cleveland, uh, Ethan is a guy who is used to that run-first mentality that, look, we can talk about the Titans changing their offensive scheme all they want, but I still think that they are going to have generally a similar approach. I don't think they're going to run-run-pass all the time and the things that you're worried about, but they're going to want to run the ball as long as Mike Vrabel is the head coach. We've already heard Rand Carthon talk about teams in January are able to run the ball and stop the run. They're going to want to be able to run the ball. So these players who come from heavy run schemes like a Ben Powers, like a Mike McGlinchey, like a Caleb McGarry, again, like an Ethan Postich, I think these guys would really appeal to the Tennessee Titans because they're used to the philosophy and the team feel and the vibes that the offense is trying to get off. So Postich would make a lot of sense for me. Add him at center and you're good to go. Okay? 
You, you add in a center, and we're going to keep compiling it, but say you get Mike McGlinchey to play right tackle. You add Ethan Posich at center. You draft Paris Johnson Jr. You draft Peter Skaronsky. Think if you had Mike McGlinchey, NPF at right guard, Posich at center, Skaronsky at left guard or left tackle, and then an another rookie in the mix to compete. I think you could really, really be getting towards something, but I don't want to spoil it all too much, but Posich makes a ton of sense for me. Another guy on the interior offensive line is Connor McGovern. Now, McGovern is right there around the $7 million a year price tag. He is incredibly durable. The dude has played like a 1,000 snaps five years in a row. He is incredibly durable. He's just a solid player, solid run blocker, solid pass blocker, not too extraordinary in anything. Over the past two seasons, he's had the 13th best grade of any center in the NFL per PFF. So he's just a solid guy who could come in and steady the ship. But the governor's 30 years old. And again, I, I just don't think that the Titans should be looking at older players like that. They need to look for younger prospects that they can have on the team for the next couple of years, they can grow together, have some continuity. That's what I would be looking for from the Titans. So McGovern is a solid player. Again, I wouldn't be upset if the Titans ended up with McGovern and wanted to slide him into center. He could play a little bit of guard as well, but still an older guy who, who I think I would be uh, less inclined to go with if I had my choice. And then the last guy I want to mention here is Garrett Bradbury. And Bradbury was a guy who I liked a lot coming out of college, but he just hasn't been able to translate to the NFL as well as I even I had hoped. Uh, and it's because of the issues that you knew were going to be a problem for him coming out. He's slight. He's incredibly athletic for an offensive lineman, but he's slight. Doesn't have a great anchor, has a tendency to get driven back, and that's something that you dealt with when you look at Aaron Brewer. That's issues that he had. Now, Bradbury is bigger than Brewer, but it's still some of the same issues, and you're going to run into the same problems. Now, Bradbury probably be a little bit cheaper, maybe 4 to $6 million a season. Probably only have to give him a two-year deal. He's only 27 years old, though, so the age really lines up more for me. He's a much better run blocker than he is a pass blocker, which is what you expect from a guy with a poor anchor. Um, but at the end of the day, I think his athleticism would fit the Titan zone scheme. He's a little bit bigger than Aaron Brewer, so rather than paying Aaron Brewer you know, two, three million dollars as an undraft or as a restricted free agent. Maybe they'd rather take a chance on Garrett Bradbury and see if they can, you know, get the best out of him. But for me, again, out of all these options, Ethan Postich is the guy who I like the best. And for the money and it being all comparable, I would definitely go after him in free agency. I think it would make a ton of sense for the Titans. But with that in mind, we are going to move to the bargain bin options for the Titans in free agency. Before we get into that, though, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. You got Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez. They're breaking down all of the biggest prospects in the NFL draft. They also do deep dives in the sleepers and the hidden gems as well. So find the Locked On NFL Draft podcast wherever you get your podcast and the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're breaking down offensive line targets in free agency. We talked about offensive tackles and interior linemen at the top 
of the free agent market money-wise. We talked about some mid-tier values at both the tackle spot and the interior spots. Now we need to talk about some of the bargain options for the Titans if they want to go a little bit cheaper in some spots. Who could make some sense? First, I want to talk about George Fant. Now, Fant missed most of the 2022 season with the New York Jets with a knee injury. Fant is also 30 years old. So, not somebody who I think would make a lot of sense for the Titans, but at the end of the day, from 2020 to 2021, he played 36 out of 37 games possible for the Jets, and he was one of the best offensive tackles in pass protection during that time. He was fantastic. So, some durability concerns, some age concerns would would lead me to say no, but fans only going to be about three to five million dollars. And, and I see a scenario here where the Titans bring in a guy like George Fant and tell him, "Hey, we plan on drafting a rookie." Say the Titans go get Mike McGlinchey for fifteen to eighteen million dollars, and then they come back and they get George Fant for three to five million dollars, and they say, "Listen, George, you're going to have the opportunity to compete." for the left tackle spot. But we're also going to draft a lineman that's going to come in and compete against you. So they're signing him knowing that you're not guaranteed to be the starter. We're going to draft somebody who we expect to compete with you directly. But that puts the Titans in a position where if the rookie, for some reason, doesn't live up to the draft pick, you got Fant to be ready until the rookie can play. And if the rookie beats him out, say it's Paris Johnson Jr., pick number 11, Something like that. If the rookie beats him out, like we would all hope, now you have George Fan as your swing tackle, who's one of the better backup offensive tackles in the NFL at that point. So that could make a lot of sense for the Titans. I do want to mention this fun uh, tidbit here. I put out a tweet the other day, had a picture of Rand Carthon, uh, updated the Titans' salary cap space to $23 million after the expected release of Bud Dupree. And you know who liked that tweet? George Fant. So, I uh, thought that was pretty interesting. Somebody may want to come to Tennessee, it seems like to me, from that. But anyways, moving right along, another guy who makes some sense is Andre Dillard. Now, Dillard, if you're a person who's tired of the Titans signing injured players, you don't want anything to do with Dillard because he has been injured most of his career. It led him from being a, a high draft pick to a backup in Philadelphia. He got supplanted by Jordan Mailata because he just couldn't stay healthy. He simply couldn't. So with the injuries, with him being a backup in Philadelphia, despite the fact that some people think he has the ability to be a starting offensive lineman, he's only going to get around 5 to $7 million. And that's the estimates. You know, it could be even, even less than that. Pro Football Focus has a 200-player ranking for free agency. He's not even in it behind a lot of other people. And I think Dillard is a better player than that. So obviously his price has been brought down by his history. So that could be an option for the Titans. Dillard, not only while being able to play some tackle, left tackle is where I would want to take a look at him at. He has played on the interior as well and played left guard. So again, you have a guy, you get Lillard or Dillard in the, Lillard. I've been watching too much NBA folks, but you get Dillard in the fold. And if you don't have the ability to draft the offensive tackle that you want in the first round, well, now you have Dillard as a backup plan. But if you do draft a Paris Johnson Jr., a Peter Skaronsky, a Broderick Jones, a Darnell Wright, or whatever, now you can move Dillard into left guard. So he functions as kind of a fail-safe for both of those things. So I think that's why it makes a ton of sense. And if you get him at $5 million for two years with, you know, $5, 6000000 million guaranteed, it's very little risk 
if he does end up getting injured. Very little risk. So that's why I think Diller does make a ton of sense here. The last offensive tackle that I want to talk about is Josh Nyman from the Green Bay Packers. Nyman's 27 years old. He's probably only going to get around $3, 4000000 million. Uh, and he's a guy who's been a backup for Green Bay for a lot of the time, but he got a great opportunity to start last year. Got 13 starts. And he's an athlete. Now, he's not going to drive guys off the ball and run blocking, but he's athletic and he can hold up and pass protection. Again, we're talking about a $3 million player, so he's clearly a, a bargain option for the Titans. But like I was saying, if if you want to go after an offensive tackle in the draft, you still got to cover yourself in free agency because you don't have control in the NFL draft. What if Peter Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, and Paris Johnson all get drafted before the Titans and they can't trade back? What are you going to do? You don't have control there of who picks in front of you. And if a team is going to offer you a trade back situation, you don't always have control. So Nyman would be an option for the Titans if they are focused on an offensive lineman, especially an offensive tackle in the NFL draft. If they want to cover themselves and give themselves a great backup swing tackle at the same time, Nyman would make a ton of sense. I'm a big fan of Josh Nyman as a bargain option in this free agency class. On the offensive line, going to be quick here because I'll be honest with you, I don't really like any of these options. You got Bradley Bozeman. He's going to be around $4 million, 28 years old. Uh, The guy can't pass block, but he's okay in run blocking. Just not what I'm looking for right now. He looks like more of a backup, in my opinion, at this stage of his career. Will Hernandez looking around $4 million as well. Only 27 years old, so the guard could make some sense. He was the eighth best pass blocking guard uh, last season, so he can definitely help you in pass protection. That could be a cheap option for the Titans that, again, could act as a fail-safe for them if they don't get what they're looking for in the NFL draft. And then finally, I wanted to throw in Cam Fleming, more of an offensive tackle, but a guy who had a really good year last year for Denver. He had nine starts at right tackle and six starts at left tackle. So you got some good versatility there. He'll be one of the one of the best swing tackles in the NFL. And again, he's a guy where the Titans can say, hey, you'll have the opportunity to compete for a tackle position. But if we draft a guy and he beats you out, you're going to be our swing tackle. And then they would be completely covered for injury and things like that. It would make a lot of sense to do that. So out of all these options, we went through 18 names. Out of all of these options, if I had to choose my three right now, my three options that I want the Titans to leave with, I want the Titans to sign Mike McGlinchey at right tackle or left tackle, whatever they view him as. Right tackle, we'll say. Sign Ethan Posich at center. And then sign Andre Dillard. Okay? So that's 15 to 18 million, 7 million, and probably 5 million. On the cap hit, you're looking at about probably 15 million combined. To me, you have a starting center at that point in Posich. You have a starting right tackle that could go to left tackle if you needed him to. And you got Dillard, who can play left tackle if you get Peter Skaronsky, or he could play left guard if you get Paris Johnson Jr. It gives you so much versatility. So you get Mike McGlinchey, Ethan Posich, Andre Dillard. You go from there in free agency. If you can only have two, give me Posich, give me McGlinchey, and then they can really try to hammer offensive line in the draft. But that's who I would be looking for in free agency for the Titans. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host,
Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.